Get ready to tune in to stories of average men striving for greatness to become the leaders that are needed in their homes, in their career, and their communities. This is the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. What's up, men? How are you doing today? This is Scott coming at you from the Brotherhood of Fatherhood, and I just wanted to share five things that I think will make you the best man you can be. And as I always say, this is not a definitive list. This is not the be all end all. And I would just encourage you to listen and take notes if it's, if it's something you do, but really listen to the things maybe where you're excelling. Because I think we need, first of all, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but the words we say in our head, the things that we think in our head need to be encouraging to us. So first of all, while I'm going through this, identify the places where you're just knocking it out of the park. Because we definitely need to celebrate, understand, and download that we are doing a good job in a lot of things. But also, if you're finding deficits or things that you are falling a little short on or haven't even explored, I would highly encourage you to explore some of these. So I've made this list. I've called it the five things I can do to be the best man I can be. There's actually six bullet points, but five just sounds so much better. And, and six is more of a bonus uh, wrap up. So just hang in there with me when I go through these. We'll wrap it all up at the end, but I really would encourage you to do some self-evaluation as I go through these. So one of the things that I talk a lot, a lot about to people uh, is my value ladder. And I don't know that everybody understands what I, what I mean when I say my value ladder. My value ladder is... Me, I have put all of my values in an order from top to bottom. What is the most important thing for me? And then second and third and fourth and fifth. And it's not an easy task to do. But I feel extremely strongly that if I have a value ladder in place, if I understand my values and where they land from top to bottom, every decision I make will be based on the values and how important they are to me being the best man I can be, to me being the best father I can be, to me being the best husband I can be, to me being the best boss that I can be, to me being the best leader I can be. And so I live by my values and I have my values in an order. So for me personally, faith is number one. My family is number two, but I actually get a little more granular than that. I say my wife is above my kids. And I know that's a lot, probably really hard for you, many of you to understand. But I believe that if we live a great life of servant, serving our spouse and, and being faithful to our spouse and engaging in our spouse and uh, just being the right person to that one that we decided to spend our life with, all the rest will come in order. It's actually probably the top thing you can do for your kids, not put your kids over your spouse, but the top thing you can do for your kids is to serve your spouse. They're watching, they're seeing you do this, you're modeling how you want them to be as an adult. Think about that. How you treat your spouse, they will model that. So it's just something, a little something to think about. Um, so for me, again, it's, it's family, our faith, then my wife, then my boys, and then the rest of my family falls in place. And then friends um, are in there, you know, I, kind of what I would call my extended family. Next is resources. And resources for me means um, finances, income, ways of generating uh, passive income, some really important things there, because in, unless you can 
have a life free of debt and free of the stressors that come with money, you won't be able to serve at your highest capacity. And so for me, that's a really high importance on there. And then I, the, the next is energy. Energy is how we talk about it in the fatherhood values. So if you uh, are familiar with those or aren't, we spell father out, faith, ability, tribe, humility, energy, and resources. All right, so I'll talk more about those later. Um, tribe, however, or energy, excuse me, energy is keeping my body tuned, eating the right things, uh, which takes consistent, consistent work, consistent accountability, because it's not an easy thing to live that way. Um, treat my body right, move every day, do things that help increase your strength, do things that help increase your mobility and flexibility and stability. Um, and then, so if you're not a part of like a gym or you don't have a garage gym, or you don't have some sort of exercise routine or something physically that you love to do, I would, I would highly encourage you to kind of put that on a priority. And then, um, I have more, they just keep going, but I know my values, my, my live by my values, every decision I make, every move I make, everything I do is weighed against my values. It should be that way in business. It should be that way in your life. All right. Number two, look for and embrace uncomfortable things. And I talked about this on the last podcast is how you become a more resilient human being. And it isn't for the last few years that I've really embraced this and my personal growth and my ability to proceed through life in a um, intentional demeanor has improved tenfold just by embracing uncomfortable things and being okay with uncomfortable things happening and having that attitude of, you know what, it's okay. This is this thing that's happening isn't awesome. It's not how I would choose it, but what can I do with what's going on right now to improve my circumstances? How I respond is my responsibility. So I can respond uh, and shrink down and not stand up. I can respond and get lazy. I can respond and get upset or I can respond and grow. I can, I can pay attention to those things, how they're affecting me, how they don't really affect me. A lot of things are just emotional. So if we kind of put that aside, we'll step into another level of operation. And one thing that I just love to say, and it makes so much sense is your purpose should be bigger than your fear. So if uncomfortable things cause fear in you, then like raise your purpose. If it doesn't scare you, it's not big enough. That's something Mark Batterson wrote in the book, uh, um, Chase the Lion, is if, if your dream doesn't scare you, it is not big enough. So I always focus on a purpose being bigger than my fear or greater than my fear. So if I want to um, have more residual income, I'm going to have to do some new things that have some risk involved. I'm going to have to do things that I haven't done before. And that causes fear and that causes us to stop and not act. But here's the beauty of it. If your purpose is greater than those fears, you will move forward. And on the other side is freedom, financial freedom, time freedom, uh, you know, emotional freedom, all of these things. So number two is look for and embrace uncomfortable things. All right. If you want to know more about that and my take on that, listen to the last episode of the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast, where I discuss how to become a more resilient human being.
All right, number three, reframe your words. And I'm not just talking about the words you say out loud. I'm talking about the words you are listening to inside of your head. I'm talking about the uh, words that you're repeating that were said to you or around you as you were growing up. These have tremendous power. Words have a massive power over how we act, how we respond, how we move forward, how we get frozen in time. So, you know, I, I've heard it said a lot is, you know, <laughs> don't listen to the bitch voice in your head. And that's kind of what we're talking about. If the voice in your head has says, or if the voice in your head says, hey, you're not good enough for this, because remember when that's the voice you need to crush. That's the voice that you need to put a blanket over and just silence. Hey guys, this is Scott. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, but I did want to interrupt for just a second because I am super passionate about a new tool that I've found and been using for the last month or so. And if you're like me, the thought of writing copy puts me into cold sweats. But we all know that writing blogs, social media posts, web copy, ads, and more are part of life and can make a considerable impact on moving the needle to success in your business or job. We all know how difficult it can be to wrangle ideas, action words, and details, not to mention time constraints. Fear not. I have found a solution that allow, will allow you to easily crank out stunning copy in minutes. It's Jarvis, guys. It's probably hit your social media feed and you think it's too good to be true, but it is not. Jarvis is the latest artificial intelligence technology that will help you create content at lightning speed with little effort on your part or hefty fees for writers. You fill in two easy steps and it'll lay out descriptive paragraphs, both short and long form articles, bullet lists, social media posts, blog posts, ad copy, SEO copy, Google ad copy. It gets super detailed. There are tons of templates to choose from. It's totally up to you. It's two steps and it blows me away every time I use it. In fact, it just keeps getting better and better. So if you're like me, the thought and thought it was too good to be true, trust me, this product kicks ass. I literally use it every single day for per personal and professional use. Just go try it for free and use my link. Uh, and it's in the show notes. I'm not going to read it to you because it's crazy. But go into the show notes, click on the link, sign up for your free trial. You will never look back. And this is a great way to support this podcast. Super simple for you, for your business. Send it to your boss. Send it to your friends. It will revolutionize workflow. The link is in the podcast notes. And if you want to support the Brotherhood of Fatherhood, this is a great way. Reframe those stories. Think back on the times. In fact, if you really want to go next level, take a pen and paper and over time, write down the stories of the things in your life that have um, left a, a mark. Write down the time when you were super embarrassed in the classroom. Write down the time when your parents were having an all out fight. Write down the feelings like you were, you were sharing it with someone so they would kind of actually see what was going on. Write that down and read it out loud to yourself. When you read something that you've written down, out loud, a brand new power exists within you. You see really 
what's going on and why probably the way you frame that story has model or molded you into who you are today. So if it has molded you into something that isn't so desirable, maybe you have a, a fear of uh, intimacy. Maybe you have a fear of uh, acting outside of the norm, you know, go to get a corporate job and go to college and do these things, but you always wanted to do something different. Search back in your history, write some stories down about experiences that have occurred that kind of hit your mind when you're thinking of these topics and look at the ridiculousness of it. First of all, embrace what's happened. Admit, oh my gosh, I let that situation guide my life. And then reframe that story. There's a lot more to go into here. And if this is something you're interested in and exploring, um, I can give you some names, but there's, a, this is, there's great growth, personal growth in looking at how history has formed you, how those stories and those events in your life were told probably in a perverted wrong way where you started to internalize it on yourself. But it probably wasn't that. And if it was, how can you reframe that story so that you can take control over it? Because I'm not saying you aren't guilty of making bad decisions and being a part of a problem. I'm saying we have to reframe that story in our head to be able to grow and move forward. All right. So that's uh, reframe your words, reframe your thought life, reframe the experiences from your past so that they help you grow instead of shrink. All right. Number four, and this is where the brotherhood comes in. This is, this has been so cathartic for me. It's been so amazing for me by um, Josh and I building this, this group. It's uh, have a tribe of men who will hold you accountable and challenge you and speak life into you. Okay, so this is where vulnerability comes in. For first, for, for starters, men aren't typically vulnerable. However, freedom can be found at the other side of being vulnerable and honest with other men who have your best interests in mind. I really grasped a hold of this. My dad has always been this for me. He's been really great at telling me truths and not sugarcoating things. But when I stepped into friendships, um, I always seemed to surround myself with people who would agree with me and who would just say that I was doing something right. And there, the relationship actually wasn't strong enough where they were actually willing to tell me the truth. And so it really wasn't that great a friendship. If you think about it, a friend is someone who's going to help you grow. What's going to help you grow? Someone or something that is going to identify areas of weakness for you, areas of growth for you. So, um, you know, having this group has helped me tremendously. Being friends with Josh has helped me tremendously. If he sees an area in my life that I am speaking negatively about or not um, taking the actions that I should be taking that he knows are part of my values, he just flat out tells me and vice versa. I do the same for him. That is an act of love. So find a tribe where the uh, men, men will tell you what you need to know to grow. So you got to be vulnerable for that. And it's not going to come easy because a lot of, a lot of us like to stay sheltered and shelled up inside and not show other men that we aren't strong and we don't have all our stuff figured out. 
The truth is nobody does. Even the most successful men struggle with the same thing. So find somebody, find a tribe. All right. A big one for me. Number five, practice gratitude. This is something newer in my life, probably a year I've been doing this, and it has been an absolute boost to my success. It's been an absolute boost into how my day goes. And I uh, practice extreme gratitude, and that's really what I would encourage is practicing extreme gratitude. I first started with just putting like two or three things down in a journal that I was grateful for every single day problem with that is it didn't stretch my mind that much. It was pretty easy for me to think of two or three things a day that I was grateful for. So then I heard an author, John Gordon, talk about his grateful walks. I don't know what he calls them, but it's a 10-minute walk he does every morning, and he said does nothing but say things that he is grateful for during that entire 10 minutes. And I have implemented that practice for over a year now. I do it every single morning. It is 10 to 15 minutes long. And the rules are, I can say nothing and think nothing that are not gratitude-based. I am grateful for, and I just go through a list. And I'll tell you what, I have, to be, I have to really dig deep every single day because 10 to 15 minutes is no joke. I'm not saying you have to do extreme great gratitude. I'm saying start with gratitude. Start your day with gratitude because it's so easy to get sucked into the negative, to get sucked into all the things that you really don't have control over, but could guide your day in a way that maybe you don't want it. If you start with gratitude, it's like a big reset. I don't know about you guys, but I wake up many mornings not feeling like tackling the day or like I am not prepared or I'm tired or I have something I have to do that I don't want to do. I can not count on more than one hand the number of times that after my gratitude session, I feel the same way. When you practice gratitude and you practice extreme gratitude and really force yourself to list out new things, and this the, the 10, 15 minute walk is not the answer for everyone. I'm not saying it is, but you should start your day with gratitude. Focus on the things that are going well and that you're grateful for. Because where you focus, there you will follow. All right, so those are my five things that I do to be the best man that I can be. I hope maybe you found strength or, or something in there that you might wanna use or try. Again, they're le live by my values first. So I know my values in order and I live by them first. I make every decision based on my values. Number two, risk or look for and embrace uncomfortable things and have a purpose that is greater than any fear. Number three, reframe your words and your thoughts. Get your thought life in action. And another thing is, for the tribe one, which we'll talk about next, is the right people in your corner will actually call you out when your thoughts aren't right. All right, number four, have a tribe of men who will help hold me accountable and challenge me and speak life into me. So this includes being vulnerable. Number five, practice extreme gratitude. So um, if you really want to nail it, use all the tools in the toolbox. Get your personal systems dialed in. You, you'll probably hear me talk about my personal operating system. Uh, Tim Ferriss talks about a personal OS. Uh, I, I actually was introduced to this before I knew anything about Tim Ferriss. And it took me about two years to dial it down, but dial it in. 
But when I am overwhelmed, I have a system that falls into place so that I can get control back of all the things I need to do and want to do and thoughts that I have and the needs people have. So dial in some sort of personal system. That's another thing. If you want more information about that, reach out to me. Um, because you, you're going to have a time, hard time if you just go Google a personal operating system. But it's a way to control the thoughts, dreams, and to-dos in your life and, and funnel them to be positive, productive, and efficient. The more efficient you are, the more opportunities you're going to have in your day. 100% every time. If you're letting the day control you, you will not ever get control of your, the things that you need to do. Um, the other one, if you really want to wrap this up, is really kind of dive into some stoic thinking. And I'm not talking about um, getting weird into stoicism or a, as a religion. I'm just talking about the, the methodologies. Read The, um, the Obstacle is the Way. Uh, look up some stuff about Marcus, Marcus Aurelius or some of the other stoics. And just think through them because really what it is, is controlling your mind to not let outside influences or things that we can't control, control how we operate. All right. So that's all I'll say about that. Have an abundant mindset. Start thinking of abundance, something I had to do from such a long pattern where I would say, I can't afford that. And I, when I changed my mind into how can I afford that? I became way more creative. I had this defeating statement. And then with an abundance mindset, now I have this statement that helps me um, grow financially, physically, emotionally, all of those. So have an abundance mindset. And another part of abundance mindset is being willing to share your assets with other men. There are plenty of uh, people out there that can use what you have. So don't be afraid to help someone else do the same thing you're doing, whether it's business, whether it's uh, sports, whatever it is, have an abundance mindset. The other thing is books. I read, I listen to books, but here's the di difference from probably me and a lot of people that I see. A lot of people will just read books, just absolutely shovel them in one book after another book after another book. And I did this for years. And two years ago, I made a decision to read one book and make sure it's completely downloaded and that I have done something from it that I find of value before I move on to the next book. So take action on the things you're reading about. Don't just read them. That doesn't do you any good. Take action, start doing them daily, create a habit until that habit creates a ritual and you will never stop doing those great things you're learning in the books. So I would say higher quality, less quantity. But if you can stay up with the quality, quantity by implementing quality, great. Um, podcasts are awesome as well. I use them almost purely for entertainment. Um, but there is a lot of, you can learn from podcasts, but I would highly recommend that you mix that with books as well. And I'm not talking about, um, you know, fiction. I'm talking about nonfiction. I'm talking about things that will help you grow as a man, as a business owner, as a community member, as a leader, as a husband, as a father. All right, coaches. Last thing I would say is get a coach. If you don't have a coach, find a coach. It can help you in one of these areas. I know of coaches that work in every single area I talk to. How do you think I know this stuff? Is I hired coaches to help me with it. 
even if you think you can't afford it, I would highly challenge you to have a coach. Here's another thing I would tell you, never hire a coach who doesn't have a coach at that moment. No one has arrived. If you, have, if you are on the phone with someone who is wanting to coach you in mindset, ask them who's coaching them in mindset. Ask them who coached them, who is their mentor. Do you have somebody you're using right now? Super important. Every coach needs coach. It goes in fitness. It goes in business. It goes in life. Um, just never pay for a service from somebody who's not paying for a service from somebody. All right, guys, I hope you got some value out of this list. Maybe one thing, I hope just maybe one thing. If you try one thing, I'm sure it will improve your mindset. It'll improve your day. It'll improve your life. It'll improve your marriage and or your um, relationship with the kids. Thank you so much for listening. Go get it. Thank you for listening to the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, your family, and follow us on social media. If you are a father, make sure you join our Facebook group, The Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more podcasts from The Brotherhood of Fatherhood.